And we are live. Hello, hello, hello. You are listening to Are You Two In Love or with Evo, Vernon, Lucy Holmes. Please excuse the fact we ran into another song there. I'm going to pretend that was very intentional. Um, definitely not because I forgot to take pause. That would never be me. <laughs> Lucy just decided to become a DJ this week. Um, if anyone listened to our Lockdown FM show, we've become DJs now. So we're like, music, we're music professionals. Yeah. You know? We're experts. Um, I'm hoping... <laughs> everyone can hear us because the monitoring through my headphones is really weird but i'm gonna mm-hmm. hope for the best and just power power on through it um so this week we are talking about one of our favorite things ever um in celebration of pride we are talking all about the art form of drag we are talking about drag race we are talking about everything wonderful about it drag um yeah like drag has become it's not okay it's it's like that TikTok where it's like, I'm obsessed with it and I think it's okay that I'm obsessed with it because I don't think it hurts anyone. That's like me with drag. I love it so much. I love just like the concepts of dressing up in general and the fact that drag combines costume, entertainment and makeup. It's like my three favourite things in life. It I love nothing everything. more. It just than does everything. Drag. Yeah, like drag is a form of self-expression and like it doesn't even have to be because loads of people mistake drag for just like men dressing as ultra feminine women when there's so many different types of drag. I love club kid drag I love, so much. I love a good so camp cool. drag. I love a good campy look. Do you know, I love that. I love like, like drag that subverts expectations. I love drag queens who just go for it. Um, And in this episode we will be discussing all of those things mm-hmm. like there's within drag itself there's kind of there's so many different sections there's women who do like hyper feminine drag as well which is like there's so many people who are just embracing it now with the popularity of rupaul's drag race you know like it is so you know I just I love it so much I actually cannot put it into words how much I love the like I just want to be on Drag Race you know I wish I had the opportunity to be in the the makeover challenge that was on season 12 where they made over women into drag queens I wanted my dream that is my dream oh um, I would also like to comment on this uh, excellent comment we just received from our dearest Andy Crummy where he said he thought this was a racing podcast and he's tuning out now and he will be doing this. Um, so oh, on our Instagram at Are You Two In Love, if you're not already following it, I asked several very interesting, very wonderful questions. And the first question I mm-hmm. asked, because I believe the drag is very much an art form, but I know a lot of people don't. Yeah. I asked if people believe okay. if drag's an art form. And what do you think the percentages look like? I'm going to hope that it was over 50% of people said that it was because I have so much respect for it. I know a lot of people may not have a lot of respect for it, but I do. So I'm going to say like 60, 40 or something. Hopefully yeah. in the favor of yes. <laughs> you are way off, but like in a good way. You're way off in a good way. Um, It's 86% okay. of people said it's art baby, oh. but 14% thought, nope, not at all. They don't believe in it as an I think it's people don't see the different con- like we're so nor- like used to the normal not normal it's not even normal like drag's not meant to be normal but like the standard of drag where it's like you know fishy feminine drag I think that's what a lot of people would see 
a lot on like say on Instagram and stuff you know like a lot of drag queens right now Instagram stars like I knew of Gigi Good from season 12 and Aquaria um from season 10 I knew them before Drag Race I knew them off Instagram Gigi Good was a name before Drag Race happened you know and a lot of drag queens happen like insta famous before they come like Drag Race superstar all-star famous um but the mm-hmm. thing is, I also think a lot of people don't consider it an art form because a lot of people don't consider makeup an art form or costuming an art form. People have this very, like, closed definition of what art is. It's a painting on a canvas. So, like, if I had asked mm-hmm. that question with, do you consider performances an art form? I, I feel like the percentages mm-hmm. would have been the same because people have this very, like, strict definition of what art is. Whereas art is so much more expansive mm-hmm. than that and can be expressed in so many different ways. And I think drag is a phenomenal art form. I just think it's beautiful. For sure. Like, drag in of itself, kind of, it became arguably its most popular when it was just, like, the club kid scene. Like, obviously, and, like, I've, I've been looking into the history of drag because it really fascinates me. Um, and really, drag was, it kind of started with the class, well, with classic, you know, theatre where men would cross-dress as women. But as well as that, uh, pantomime dames were arguably the first kind of showing of the campy queens that we know today. Um, in the sense of that, just if you look like fucking, um, like in every pantomime, there's always a, like a man in drag. And that was the beginning. Like it was in English culture in particular that um, they, like the pantomime dames were kind of the first emergence and like seen as more entertainment than like actual you know just simply being a woman yeah um yeah i I study theater so i study a lot of theater history and as most people are very much aware women or men dressing up as women is nothing new this is not a new concept by any means yes the term drag kind of originated in the 19th century where kind of it, it did come from like a theater place but if we go back to like greek or roman theater we see that men were playing women boys were playing women it's mm-hmm. nothing new and i feel like drag was just like kind of the evolution of this and it wasn't until the 1920s mm-hmm. that the term drag was really being used by like the lgbtq plus community mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but it's like believed that it was born from a secret language like a lot of people in the LGBTQ plus community will know about coding and queer coding and drag is believed to initially be one of those things because in the time when drag came about around the 1920s homosexuality was a crime so their language had to be coded and drag was just another one of these words and as we have moved and as we progress progress this has become a much more mainstream concept because mm-hmm. like there's been so but like it's so crazy how drag has kind of become so popular in recent years and I don't mean to like diminish it in any way but it's just like it's such a mainstream form of entertainment like I think it's like the the, I think it's HBO I'm not sure which channel it is on in America obviously because Drag Race is available through Netflix and the BBC here in Ireland um but it's the number one show on the network it's aired on you know, it's it's so nice to see that it's being so accepted into mainstream media. Obviously, there's a long way to go, but, um, but to see it like, being so... 
Like, I'll personally yeah. say that my favourite season of Drag Race was season 6. It is now season 12. Sorry. I hate to betray. I never thought I'd... I never thought anything would beat season 6. But even at the time that season 6 came out, drag wasn't as accepted as it is today. Like, we've come so much yeah. in the last 5 years. The last 10 five years. years. Like, it's a totally different space. It's where drag is now seen as an acceptable thing. Where men in makeup is now seen as an acceptable thing. Whereas five years ago, that was really weird. You know, people like Jeffree Star and Manny Emmy-Wade, these were like, the like, what do you call it? The, like a, not a minority, but like the outliers. They were the outliers. But this is now becoming a lot more normal where we're seeing men in makeup and we're seeing men in drag. And it's not as frowned upon. It's just seen as part of, like, the LGBTQ plus community. It's just seen as part of, like, yeah. life, I suppose. Because, mm-hmm. like, drag, I've never actually been to a, I'm going to say, like, a full drag. Like, I've been to drag shows, like, briefly in the George and things, because they're on so regularly. Um, but I've never been to, like, a specific Queen's drag show. And I really want to, because Jan from season 12 is doing a tour, and she's actually coming to the George. So I'd love to see her. Well, um, hopefully I will. Excited. I'd love to see Jan. Oh my god, Jan is so... Jan's oh. coming to the <laughs> My life, Jan, I love Jan. Jan, Jan in season 12, I just... Like, if they could have done two Miss Congenialities, skip or something. Because, like, she tried I so like, hard. I feel like season 12 was filled with Miss Congenialities, you know? I feel like there's so oh, many people there that could have gotten it. Um, and for anyone listening that doesn't actually watch Drag Race, which I'm assuming that everyone does, um, and if you don't, you should check that. You should maybe go to a doctor about that. But you should be watching it. Um, <laughs> Miss Congeniality is basically like the fan favorite. Yeah, and, and it's also, voted on by the fans and all that. I didn't say it at the start of the episode, but obviously there's going to be Drag Race season 12 spoilers if you haven't already seen it. But, but like if you've been on Twitter mm-hmm. for more than five seconds it's already been spoiled for you um, but Miss Congeniality this year was Heidi in Closet and I yeah. never thought someone deserved it more like everyone in that season deserved Miss Congeniality but Heidi in Closet that was the queen that deserved it True. Like, I would lay my life down for that woman oh yeah like season 12 was literally RuPaul's best friend's drag race it was so good like in terms of there was no villain, I feel. If there was any real villain, like, you know, there's the person who shall not be named, but also, like, low-key, Gigi Good was, like, kind of looming a lot of the time. She was yeah. very confident. And they, they tried, I think, at the end to kind of paint her out as a villain. Um, but, like, I don't know. I, I, when it came to the finale, I was happy with any of them winning, you know? I was, um, no, I was the exact same. It was same. a season where you're like, it was one of those seasons where you're like, but like kind of low-key I was rooting for Jada the whole time because I was like, I love her. I was like, Jada or Crystal, really? Because um, yeah. Crystal Method, just like, I watched the finale and I was like, sis, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but like, I enjoyed it Crystal so Method, much. I, I was simply like, die for. And I know we keep saying this about drag queens, but Crystal Method, like I watch Crystal Method on YouTube all the time. I just... Everything about her personality is just chef's kiss. My favorite quote is like, uh, the like we're in quarantine, we're social distancing, (laughs) and it's just like she's just such a cutie. 
like honestly bless her um season 12 was iconic and i think it was more iconic because we were all stuck in quarantine you know and it was like so, so hyped up on twitter and instagram and everything that i think there was slightly more attention probably poured onto it this year and you can kind of see the same thing with all stars i actually haven't started watching all stars yet i've been a bit too busy uh, but i'm really excited to see how shay kule performs so am i i haven't finished it yet but i am you know what? We won't even get into all stars because I feel like people are still watching it, and I don't yeah, want to spoil it for myself. So moving quickly along, um, but the thing I enjoyed about season twelve of Drag Race that made it my favorite mm-hmm. is that everything about the season was enjoyable. But there was, like you said, there wasn't a villain. There wasn't like a bad guy. There wasn't like yeah, okay. There's moments of dramas. There always is. It's a bunch of drag queens. What do you expect? But like there wasn't any like major drama there wasn't anyone fighting against each other people got on yeah people got upset there was drama but people like moved on and it was still enjoyable and it comes back to this thing that like i was talking while i was watching drag race i was talking to like my family a lot about it and i was saying like we all love like watching like british like tv shows like best example is great british bake-off and the thing we love about the great british bake-off is that people come together to bake as well as they can and they're not like they're cutthroating each other they're just there to bake and to do their best and they all become friends and they all support each other and they all try their their best for each other whereas american like reality tv shows in the same vein are very much everyone's pitted against each other there's drama there's anger there's aggression someone's the villain someone's the good guy someone's the bad guy and it's all like amped up and i find i enjoy things Mm -hmm. a lot more when you just genuinely get to see people doing amazing drag people having fun people enjoying themselves yes okay drama can yeah. be fun sometimes but i feel like we come to to a point where we're like yeah we get it like we know okay mm-hmm. one, we know this is all fabricated but two it doesn't add anything to the program oh for sure because like so i think a lot of people hold season six in particular on a pedestal yeah and like i was watching the begin like season six and i was like everyone was so mean to each other like so mean and like it's become nicer over time but like dear god i just because like you forget because fun fact about drag race it's filmed over the course of three weeks like it's no time three weeks yeah oh my god yes three weeks i didn't know that because every time i assumed it was like filmed in installments because every time they film it it's like, oh, last week we were doing this. Last week we were doing that. Yeah, no because idea. it's done it. So they're like this week, but really it's like the next day. It's that's like something so like, like, and then they have to do all the tour and stuff together as well. So like they're kind of inseparable, you know. Cause there's there's so much editing that goes into the show that it needs to be filmed so far, like a year in advance, you know. Because there's so much that needs to be prepped and done and the, and everything and get the hype up and let the queens prepare in terms of like, you know, the, the photo shoots and the the everything. Because like whenever an episode comes out, the drag queens, especially nowadays, they didn't really do this in the past, but Gigi Good would have released like three pictures of her look. And they're like professional photographers. It's like a recreation of the look that was done at the time. It's stunning. It's beautiful. Because when they're on set, they have no way of communicating with the outside world. Which is like, 
it's like a survival show but you're a drag queen and you know your only like source of contact with the outside world is like the cast and crew which is weird but is so you know strange, it's a I feel like when you're watching season six and they say, oh, there's no contact with the outside world, it's like, oh, okay, whatever, we'll get over it. But now we're in this such, like, such a, like, social media orientated world where, like, going three weeks off your phone. And I know, like, I know that's would be show, cr- but that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. And I hate I would- that we're so reliant on our phones. Yes, okay, we shouldn't be. But realistically, mm-hmm. going three weeks without your phone, insane. The amount of things that happen in that time like the world is constantly moving you disappear for two seconds and you miss it all honestly because i was looking at so many like fun facts and bits and like different things like that all about drag race and um like i asked a few questions on my insta as well and i asked which is kind of like a topical question at the moment should rupaul continue to be the host of drag race and what do you think the percentage was on that well i asked a very similar question on the are you too in love or account and i'd say mm-hmm. it's probably like i feel like people are leaning more towards shantae you stay on mine it was 50 50 oh wow really on the are you too in love oh, account, it's 57 percent said shantae you stay and 43 percent said get her off my screen which yeah because really i see i see both sides. i do see both sides i do see the you know, RuPaul has a brand. She like she's recognizable as a drag queen. You know, so well known. This whole empire of products. You know, she knows what she's doing and everything. But like, there's just certain things I feel that they can't really excuse anymore. The transphobia, the kind of the the alleged. You know, we're keeping it legal. The alleged involvement in fracking. You know, it's like <laughs> in her backyard as well. But see, the thing is, I can understand from a marketing point of view. Oh, my RuPaul. Like I love that. Clip. Have you seen that that live stream of Bob the Drag Queen? And I think, I I think it's with Peppermint. I don't know. It's another drag queen from New York. But they're like they asked Bob um, if she'd heard of the scandal with RuPaul, and they go, "Oh, the fracking," and they're like, "No." <laughs> don't mention that publicly <laughs> like uh, oh my god like no that's so funny Speak of it. Thing is, I, like i understand why they would want to keep rupaul like it is rupaul's drag race yes but the thing is i say rupaul to my parents and they know exactly who i'm talking about rupaul was around when they were growing up as well like yeah because now unfortunately in some ways the face of drag but RuPaul on one hand has done a lot for drag, but RuPaul is also a very problematic person. Oh, totally. And like, I think it's just because, you know, no offense to RuPaul, but you know, they can't go on doing drag forever. And who's gonna take who's gonna take the reins? You know, and and I think we both asked this on our accounts of, of who should really replace RuPaul. Um, and really, like. I got a lot of people saying, like, Bianca Del Rio, um, oh. Courtney Act. There was a whole essay about Courtney Act basically <laughs> being, like, you know, like, she's a performer. Like, you know, she's had experience in TV and everything. Um, who else? Um, some people said Bob the Drag Queen. Um, someone proposed... 
Someone proposed the same way as our government might function and have a rotating host. Not so, so sure about that one. But see, the thing is, I was like, uh, would they keep the name or just or just switch to Drag Race? That's well, my see, when you say Drag Race, you know exactly what everyone's talking about. Because the thing is, I don't think I actually go RuPaul's Drag Race. I just say, yeah, I'm watching yeah, Drag Race. You don't you don't say I'm watching RuPaul, you say I'm watching Drag Race. Exactly. I was thinking Trixie and Katya would be a good joint um, thing for a judging panel, maybe. Um, I think they should always bring a drag queen, a, I guess, drag queen to be on the panel because they know, you know, the game. They know this, what's at stake. And I find it really weird that they don't tend to have a lot of drag queens on as judges. Yeah, I was going um, to say the same thing. Like, yeah. They have a lot of guest judges, but they very... Yeah. Do they ever? I don't know if they had a single drag queen on the panel in season 12. They've had, they have, no, they have had a lot of them on for like mini challenges and stuff like that. Um, fucking Vanjie came back in <laughs> season 12, you know? Where did that I come like, from? I was like, why are Vanjie in for the Snatch Game advice, you know? Like, no! <laughs> um... But, like, I don't know. I see... I I think Bianca Del Rio is kind of, like, a, like a non-natural fit. I, like, if I had to... If someone was like, you have to choose the ne- next host of Drag Race, I'd be like, let's try um, Bianca Del Rio. And if we can't get her, let's try Alyssa Edwards. Um, because, like, you want a queen that's been there for a long time more than like, anything else. I would love Bianca Del Rio as, like the host of RuPaul's Drag Race for the fact that Bianca has this like very like mean sassy whole has that whole thing going on she has this whole front going on but she does have a heart of gold and we like you see that through yeah. season six where first, like I remember the first time I watched season six the first few episodes I was like I do not like Bianca Del Rio she's a bitch but as you move through the series you see okay it's clearly just played up for the camera She's actually really caring and really yeah. lovely because she looks out for all the queens and she cares for all the queens. And, when and I think that's what you adore Like when she when she helped adore all the time and I was like, oh, Mama Del Rio. Because <laughs> it was just like so cute. Because like I feel because Bianca, here's my problem with RuPaul. If you can't do your own fucking drag makeup, and me, a, a nearly 20-year-old from Ireland, a cisgender woman, is trying to learn how to do drag makeup. Maybe you should also know how to do basic drag so you don't have to sit through your finale with some Mexican wrestler mask on. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's still crazy to me that um, RuPaul gets someone else to do her makeup. Like, I know in the series yeah. she does, but does like, did she always have someone else to do her makeup? Like you're... no, I think like definitely see the shift in when because the eyebrows on Rue's makeup, holy shit! Like I actually was looking at bit pictures and I was like, wow, whoever that makeup artist is is iconic, and that's why I think that I think Jada Essence Hall has the um the capability to perhaps be a host of a drag show because if you've ever seen. First of all, she makes most of her clothes. Second of all, her makeup. She was um, Nutmeg Silky Ganache's makeup artist for the finale. I didn't know that. In- See, 
the thing yeah, is, yeah, she was an makeup artist. At the moment, I'm pretty sure RuPaul's makeup artist is Raven. Yeah, which would make sense. Which would make sense if you look at the makeup, and I think Raven is an insanely talented makeup artist. But at the same time, that's what drag is. Yes, drag is the performance. Drag is a myriad of things, but drag is also the makeup. And like, because so like queens get like like it's the most iconic quote arguably from season 12 is when Nicki Minaj was like I hate 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 your hair and makeup I today hate, hate, and that hate. was oh, an iconic <laughs> moment from an iconic queen it's like this beautiful gown you have on <laughs> I was a tattooed on my rib cage I just think it's such a beautiful <laughs> moment um and I think Heidi, Heidi was. Like, I definitely agree. Like RuPaul's sitting there having someone else do her makeup, and then like she's mm. there slating Heidi's makeup, and I'm like, Queen, Queen, we got problems here. You gotta look at the mirror. Oh, so fair. Like I also asked about um, what were people's favorite looks of all time, and I'll be posting these to um, the Are You Two in Love or Instagram. But everyone is saying Violet Chatsky's fall runway look. I the one that belted. That one was, it was in so many fucking vines at the time. Like Vine was big back then. That's how old season uh, six or no, seven uh, is. And it's like, oh, and like her Hello Kitty outfit. Also, I heavily love that one. Gorgeous. Um, and her finale look as well. Just so, um, like, a lot she of people served like that that and like also her finale look for giving over the crown as well like there was they were basically all Violet Chopsky's looks as well <laughs> uh there was a shout out to um Sasha Valore's Lady Gaga look love that one myself as well I think now is a very good time to cut in with a song um this week very there was absolutely no segue there usually I'm good at like sneaking that in no I just went straight for it <laughs> this week um my entire playlist of music which you probably won't get to hear much of because we're talking so much um is based on drag anthems so there's a lot of like Mariah Carey Jennifer Hudson but I'm going to hit you with Chaka Khan next so this is my night by Chaka Khan enjoy And we are back. That was This Is My Night by Chaka Khan. We had some weird interference dur during that, which I don't understand because every other output was muted except Spotify. So I'm just going to blame Spotify for that. <laughs> just throw the blame on. I love that song. Love Chaka Khan in general. Oh. Like, ugh. Um, like, I loved when actually Chaka Khan was on Drag Race. She was so cool. Just vibing. She was just, um, she was just but, straight yeah. up vibing. She was just vibing. I love it when really, really famous icons come on Drag Race and they just don't know what to do with themselves and they just kind of sit there and they're like, what have I done, you know? I think one of my like favorites. Like Cher's mom. <laughs> that was, oh, that was such an awkward, I don't know if anyone remembers this, but it, it was season six, I think, that Cher's mother and Cher's son were on and basically all the yeah. queens had to like interview both of them. And oh my lord, was that awkward? Because it was some of, 
some of so the bad. Some of the queens did so well. Courtney Act. I always go to say it in Australian accent. Courtney Act. Um, Courtney, Courtney Act. Act was excellent, phenomenal, like a proper professional interviewer. Um, I can't remember who it was, but someone was like, "So, what's your stance on abortion?" And they were both like, "What?"
that as well. I just have a soft spot for all the season 12 queens. Um, I have, I admire Brooklyn Heights. I don't necessarily like her, but I admire her because I think she's very talented. Um, but I also heavily stand Katya. Um, I just, and Trixie as well. Just two OG favorites. Katya more, I think. Um, because I think if I don't get to perform a version of Read You Wrote You at my wedding reception when I'm older, there's no point getting married. <laughs> like, get a divorce straight like, away. Like, that's it. Honestly, don't worry, I will no, let you perform like... at our wedding, it's fine. <laughs> Read You Wrote You is, like, probably my most listened to song on Spotify. It's so good, you know? It's such a vibe. Adore it. Can't get enough of it. Um... But yeah, so I think yeah, we do have very similar tastes. I think it's because Bianca Del Rio is just so amazing, you know. But I also I admire Katya a lot because of her um her kind of struggles with mental health and like abusing substances. And she's so open about it. And she's so like, you know, kinda open that she's not okay a lot of the time, but you know, she kinda she has a support network and she's she's happy to be like it gets better and she doesn't try and pretend that she's flawless even though as like in drag as a woman i think she's flawless um and i love a good character when it comes to drag as well you know like the accent the the whole russian sexiness thing going on if i want if i was a drag queen i think i'd want to be katya's drag daughter you know what i don't even blame you um most of our responses were very similar as well. There was a lot of Crystal Methods, there was a lot of Bianca Del Rio's, there was Katya, there was Kimchi, there was Trinity the Tuck, another great, great queen. Oh, Kimchi was oh, Kimchi is such a cutie. I love Kimchi so much. Like, oh, I love, love her. Just like, oh, bless. You know, you just, you think of kimchi and you're like, oh, I must protect this little girl. Must protect um, kimchi. Honestly. Because, like, that's, like, that season was so kind of wholesome. Because, like, you had kimchi, who was, like, a ball of joy. And then you had Naomi Smalls, who was, like, I love a drag queen who loves their mother and, like, idolizes their mother so much. Um, You kind of saw a similar storyline with Gigi Good in the sense of, like, loving their mom so much um Gigi and like the amount of thanks that she gives to her mom is so adorable I just I love I love that those kind of storylines um but yeah Gigi like I love her I love she's a born natural superstar and I that's why I felt like she didn't necessarily have to win drag race because like it didn't really I think if she had won drag race it would have been kind of like underwhelming yeah but like Jada worked her you know, and like, agree, yeah, Gigi did too. It's the same thing that we had with Courtney Act and Bianca Del Rio. Whereas Courtney Act was already a superstar, so well polished, so perfect, so wonderful. But there wasn't that. And that that's the thing that we enjoy, not only in drag queens and every person and every performer, is that that slight imperfection. Whereas Gigi Good is so polished and so good. Courtney Act is so polished and so good. Whereas I feel like people like Bianca Del Rio are much more well-rounded. They feel more human. Yeah. You know? And I think that's exactly. ultimately what wins we drag race is, yes, okay, you are very, very talented, but you are also yourself. And I think that goes for any oh. discipline, regardless of drag, that there does come a point where we're like, 
okay, we get it, you're really good, but we need something more. We need, we want to know you. We don't want to know like this perfect version of you. We want to know you, the mistakes, the mess ups, because that's more interesting. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely kind of got the feeling that Jada would probably win um, during the the Drag Daughter Challenge. Oh, yeah, I definitely definitely. had was. she was was phenomenal she designed the dress oh my god that was something worthy of couture like if you saw that in a couture you'd be like yes please the hair and the makeup the makeup oh my god I'm posting that drag look once the show is done I can't get over it it was stunning I also really want to post that meme of uh, (laughs) get ready to release your inner glamazons ladies and it's the picture of the messed up puppet (laughs) because the messed beautiful because oh, crystal brought that edge that we haven't really seen like we kind of saw it with evie oddly but we hadn't really seen it you know and we hadn't seen like proper weird in a while um I, obviously I evie was that's the thing about drag race as but, well is that sometimes you'll get a season and there will be a weird drag queen but it will just be shot down it will be like this isn't drag this is not what drag like, is mil- for me Milk, yeah, Milk is an excellent example. At the time, Milk was just a weirdo. Everyone saw Milk from season six and was like, okay, cool, we get it, you're weird, I want to see normal. Whereas with, I feel like Drag Race has come so far to understand that the art isn't just what we define it as. We don't, it's no longer limited to just like, to look exactly like a woman and that's it. It's expanded, it's an art form, you're allowed to go all out there. And I think Crystal Method was an excellent example of that. Crystal Method was batshit crazy. Every single one of the looks without fail was batshit crazy. And they loved it because it was Crystal, because it was her, because it was real. And I think there's been previous seasons where we've had characters like that and ultimately they've just kind of been like sidelined because they're not seen as like traditional drag. But traditional drag is dying, it's evolving, it's changing. And I think that's what made season 12 so interesting. A drag queen and like a lot like kind of swept under the carpet from season 12 and I have to mention in terms of our favorite drag queen Nikki um from season 12 I just have a soft spot for her because I love her actual concepts in terms of fashion I know in terms of personality she wasn't all there but you know she she's just adorable I think she's yeah cute. I thought Nikki um, Doll was an amazing looks queen like she oh for sure served without fail every single time oh my god she was stunning once again just like Gigi Good I would happily look at those on like a professional couture runway and I would be like that's it this is where it's at like I wouldn't be surprised if Nikki and Gigi turn up on some of the the next whenever they happen uh runways probably next spring in terms just to keep social distancing and everything um that's probably one that like I wouldn't be surprised if Nick if uh Nikki's in like if they're both actually in the New York um runways because oh, just to like see... for the hot... I'm kind of like waiting or actually, to see how long gal? it takes for someone to hire uh Gigi Good as one of their models because Gigi Good has the kind of it model look where like Gigi Good is a little bit odd looking but like in a beautiful way and that's the kind of like it yeah look like for like a doll like like in out of drag he looks like a doll um like the skin the eyes everything stunning gorgeous um but yeah like within drag itself 
I I can't. I'm actually filming a drag look. Me and Lucy have discussed this. I'm filming a drag look this week. Um, I have my drag lashes on right now to get into the spirit of uh, of Pride Week as it's kind of celebrated within Ireland. Um, yeah, I don't know how well it's going to go. My eyebrows are uh, are interesting to say the least. It's so it's such excited. a it's so long. I like obviously most of the video is just going to be me chatting shit because your eyebrows have to dry before you do anything, you know. Um, but yeah, like I can't wait to to show that form of content. <laughs> I can't I'm wait so to excited. shave my eyebrows off. I just can't wait. You know, like, who needs eyebrows anyway? Petition honestly, because like, to shave her eyebrows. I've already done that when I was twelve. I shaved off half of my one of, of my left eyebrow. I don't know why. I just did it because I'm quirky. Just wasn't in the mood for half an eyebrow. Goodbye. Oh, don't need you anymore. It was the week before my aunt's wedding and I was a flower girl and I shaved off half my eyebrow. Iconic, you know? It's like uh, Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging, but it was the end of my eyebrow, not the front half. Oh, well, at least it could be a fashion decision. Question mark. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think that's definitely a more like... move. A week Honestly. before your aunt's wedding, oh, yeah. you were just like, I am simply not vibing with the end of this eyebrow. Specifically, why I... not both of them? I am simply not in the mood to have two eyebrows, so I shall shave half of one off. But yeah, like, here's a real good question, though. Would you want to see a drag race within Ireland? Or is the UK version enough? Um, I probably like the UK version to be a UK and Ireland version, and I know people are going to hate me saying that, but I feel like, I think, yes, there's loads of drag talent in Ireland, but the pool isn't big enough to have, like, like, I don't know, maybe the pool's bigger than I'm aware of, but I feel like it's still a small enough community that, like, from a, like, drag race point of view, they're not going to see it as profitable, so they're not going to bother. Whereas if, like, the UK drag race encompasses Ireland as well, I would enjoy, yeah. I'd easily enjoy that. If it was UK drag, or if it was UK and Ireland drag race, I'd be like, yeah, I'm so here for this. The problem with Drag Race UK is that the prizes were so shit i felt so bad for the queens because like obviously I, it's just that the contract with the bbc is that um they can't give monetary prizes you know um during the show and i was like what the fuck is this like getting a badge instead of like a trip to hawaii you know like i felt like just give them give them like a hamper give them something, or something. Give them something. Give them a minute to breathe. Honestly. But like, I can't, I just want to see a drag show in my lifetime in person. Like a proper, I just want to meet a drag queen. I would like, if you could meet any drag queen, who would you meet? Crystal Method. Without a shadow of a doubt. I feel like we get on so well. I really want to meet either Katya or Trixie and just be like, mother, you are my mother. This is it. This is like, um, I don't know. Like, I feel like the nicest drag queen to meet would maybe be someone like, I don't know, maybe Jada, Essence Hall, or I'd say Crystal is actually probably really nice to meet in person as well. Yeah. I'd say Crystal, like, because I know some queens 
and like yeah it's a long day i love that video of trixie and someone asks her for a video and she's like no because <laughs> no. it's obviously been a long day yeah no. <laughs> i love that energy because like i feel for them you know at the end of a very long day and there's people just harassing you all the time but like at least they can kind of get away from being like drag queens kind of kind of they can get away from it they can just get out of drag and they mightn't be recognized as much yeah like i won't lie a lot of drag queens i probably wouldn't recognize outside of drag like people like a lot of season 12 queens i probably would particularly crystal method and Gigi good because they are very much like very iconic figures in or out of drag but a lot of drag queens could pass me in the street and i wouldn't really notice and I know you're probably like, but you, yeah. you said you're a Drag Race fan. But, I don't know, different energies, you know? I don't think I would recognise... I don't know, like, I'd recognise Courtney Act but, and Bianca Del Rio, but I don't think I'd recognise um, a lot of people. I don't think I'd recognise Brooklyn Heights, even though she's quite noticeable. I just don't think I wouldn't. There's, like, a lot of drag queens where you're, you just kind of... You wouldn't really like Trixie. You would because now that she shaved her head and stuff. But Katya definitely could walk past me in the street, I think, and I'd be like, "That's just a man," you yeah, know. Exactly, because so some of the trans transformations are so extreme, and I mean that in the best way possible. Like I think they're amazing. I think they're wonderful. Like that's what I came came for, and that's what you did. You served, but like, it's a good thing because I suppose you do. You get to live like the Hannah Montana life, you know. I oh, feel like sure. I, I feel like drag queens have opportunity. Yeah, like I think queens like Plastic Tiara and like Pheromone, where they and Gigi, like they all kind of look the same in and out of drag. So like they're probably more noticeable. But it must be nice as a celebrity to be able to, you know, get out of drag and just like live a day to day life instead of being harassed all the time. Maybe that's an appeal of drag. I don't know. It could be. I see that as appealing. If I was to ever be a celebrity, I'd want to be able to walk around normally and not people be like, ah, all the time. But yeah. Because, like, I feel bad because... What? (laughs) As I say, I feel bad for the UK queens because I wouldn't recognise any of them. No, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't recognise a single one. And on that note, I did ask on our Instagram, would our Mm -hmm. followers ever do drag? And how do you think the percentages ended up? Uh, I want to say that most people said yes, like at least 60%. But like, I get that drag can be kind of intimidating to a lot of people. Um, so I'm going to go like 65, 35. Yes. It, it was very close. 51% of people said okay. not a chance. 49% si- said sign me up. I don't. Okay, I think a lot of people would see it as like you have to do the full shebang, you know? You have to do the wig, you have to do the corset, you have to do like the padding. I'm not doing any of that shit for my look. I'm just doing the makeup and curling my hair to an extreme amount where it looks like I have a perm. But like, I yeah, I don't know. I feel like a full day in drag would be really tiring. I think it's also more intimidating for men because they might have to tuck. Well, see, that's what I ta- thought. I was about to say talk. That's what I thought when I initially put up the poll that most people that say no would be men but actually a majority of the people that said no were women which i thought was really interesting Mm, Um, and it clearly like dispels some of the internalized bias i had within me 
Yeah, I think a lot of women think that they can't do drag. And when they mean drag, they think it's doing it as a man, um, which is false because you can drag as whatever you want it to be. Like you're born naked and the rest is drag. Quote RuPaul, let's get the fracker out of the program. But um, yeah, I just, you know, it, there's a load of famous female drag queens nowadays. Um which are like more prominent on TikTok, I'll share a few of them. But like certainly within like the pe- a lot of the women who have done drag on drag race have been women just being ultra glammed. And I see that as so appealing because I love getting glam. I love glam makeup. And the thought of like, you know, completely changing my face is like it's just really interesting. I don't yeah, know if you find it the same way. I know, I, I totally agree. Like I love I love makeup. I love I was talking about this with my friends yesterday. I love imperfect, crazy, mad, out there makeup. And I don't mean like perfect cut creases and perfect eyeliner. I mean like, I don't care if it's really badly done. If it's striking and you get the effect, I just, I think it's beautiful. Like I love my makeup. I love looking perfect. I love my dewy skin, yes. But I also love those like weird, old, crazy looks. Like one of my favourite drag queens of all time outside of Drag Race Let's take a step back from Drag Race for a second. One of my favourite drag queens ever is Juno Birch. She is an amazing human. She is a trans woman and her drag looks are phenomenal. Oh my god, they are to die for. So if you haven't checked out Juno Birch before, please do. She's, I'm pretty sure she's a freak. I will. But she is fab. Um, and on that note, yeah, we like are the- just at our time. So. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Time we flew talking Time about drag race. Time flies too. So we but yeah, been, gosh. You, we have been are you two in love or I have been Lucy Holmes and Eva has been myself as always. <laughs> um yeah, thank you so much for listening guys. Um we appreciated all the lovely, lovely, lovely responses. Um we can't wait to just like start sharing more video content and all that on our Instagram. So you should go follow that. We're also becoming more active on Twitter, which is simply, are you two in love? Um, yeah, I think that's everything for this week. Isn't yeah. it, Luce? I don't think I have anything else to wow. say. Um, thank you to everyone who's listening live and thank you to everyone that's listening back on our podcast. Um, and to anyone listening live, reminder, you can find us on all major streaming platforms. It is now seven o'clock, so mm-hmm. that is our cue to leave. Stay sexy. We've had the best. We love you. Bye bye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.